a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. It is Election Day. I know that it is very easy to get caught up in focusing on, say, the boarded-up buildings around America's large cities, including Salt Lake City. Did you know that at City Creek there's some boards up? Yeah, it's anticipating uh, or hopefully trying to preemptively safeguard against uh, what some are predicting will transpire in the streets of our great country here this evening. I am more optimistic than that. I think that uh, that we will that we will be able to restrain ourselves. And I think that for the very most part uh, that tonight we will see not violence, but rather the demonstration of a beautiful democracy and the continuation of this great American experiment. I sure hope that's the case. I'm going to do what I can to further that along. Now, uh, it takes all of us to pull that off, of course, right? Each one of us making decisions on our own, teaching our children, having conversations with our friends about what goes on tonight is what will ultimately, ultimately decide what inevitably happens. Whether or not uh, those boards have been put up uh, uh, along the windows of retail establishments either in vain or uh, wisely so to protect against what might come. I hope, I hope those efforts are made in vain. Anyway, I bring that up because I have been throughout the morning thinking uh, much about what's taking a place uh, well outside of the borders of Utah and in states uh, and <laughs> and the District of Columbia in particular uh, around around the country. And I want to share with you, I want to dip into the, the expertise of some of my colleagues at ABC News and just take a walk uh, around the country, see what's happening at a few key places. And then I want to zero in specifically on Florida and South Carolina, starting, though, in the in the District of Columbia, Washington D.C., this is uh, ABC's Alex Stone talking about the country's capital, what it looks like uh, before election night, and how the capital of our nation is bracing for what happens after. This is Alex Stone outside of the White House. We're walking around what's called Black Lives Matter Plaza. It's like a fortress. You can't get within a block of the White House now. Buildings are all boarded up. Antonio works nearby. Biden and Harris win, they're going to have a party. It's going to be a party. It's going to be like, it's, it's going to be like a Mardi Gras. What if Trump wins? If Trump wins, they're preparing for them to riot and tear up the city. Police here in D.C. and nationally say they are hoping for calm tonight, but they're prepared for whatever unfolds. Now, moving on to Pennsylvania, ABC's Mark Remillard is in Philadelphia and says people rushed to the polls early this morning, but yet most voted by mail. In this historic part of Philadelphia, just down Market Street from Independence Hall, voters are casting ballots here at the Museum of the American Revolution. How freaking cool is this? Leah Blewett is the judge of elections for Ward 5, Division 2 here in Philadelphia and says there was an early rush when the polls opened at 7, but things have slowed down since then. People were excited to vote in this election, so I think a lot of them came out early this morning. Our first voter in line got in line at 530. She says more than half of all voters in this area have voted by mail. 
Again, that's Mark Remillard with ABC. Uh, he reporting from Philadelphia. All right, now let's jump over to Kenosha, Wisconsin, where ABC's Deborah Roberts files this report. Kenosha inside a battleground state. The president won Kenosha County by just over 200 points, won the state by 20,000 or more points. So the big question is, will Wisconsin deliver another surprise? It was a big surprise last time. And Democrats right now say, of course, Vice President Biden is ahead. We've seen that in the polling, but the big question is, will that hold? ABC's Deborah Roberts there reporting. So the now you, you have a, a brief look at one of you know countless states around this country that are uh, having an impact on tonight's election. There are those uh, that are certainly predictable, red or blue, and then there are some swing states, of course. And we're going to get into uh, some things happening in Florida in just a moment. But before we do, I want you to hear from ABC News uh, Radio's Karen Travers, who is reporting on some of the state's early voting numbers and comparing them to the ones in 2016. I'll point out she filed this report uh, about an hour and a half ago. She, You'll hear her make reference to 99 million Americans already voting. i got to correct that preemptively. Uh, right now it's being reported that over 102 million Americans 102 million Americans have already cast their vote. Here is ABC's Karen Travers reporting on some states' early voting numbers. It's Election Day when the final votes will be cast, but already at least 99.6 million Americans have voted, a record number of early votes and nearly three-quarters the total votes counted in 2016. Texas and Hawaii surpassing their 2016 totals in the early voting period. And battleground states North Carolina, Nevada and Georgia coming very close, with over 90 percent of the 2016 vote total cast already this year. Thanks to ABC's Karen Travers there. All right, now let's you and I have a look at Florida and North Carolina. As you are trying to figure out how exactly to pay attention to the coverage of tonight's uh, tonight's uh, election, well, first off, let me invite you to be right here at KSL News Radio. Starting at five o'clock, there will be uh, intense, intense coverage of every little piece of information as it starts to roll in. And when that information starts to roll in, I'd invite you to pay particular attention to Florida and North Carolina. Florida and North Carolina. Why is that? Well, it has to do with not necessarily the politics of those two states, but rather the rules of those two states. You see, in Florida and in North Carolina, the rules are a little bit different there. The mail-in ballots, which have been sent in already, are able to be opened and tabulated and counted uh, ahead of Election Day. And so much of the legwork that's being done right now in the offices of county clerks across this country has been done already in Florida and North Carolina. Now, I know Florida is a bit of a toss-up. There is a good deal of uncertainty as to which way that will fall. But because the, because the results... Uh, are are expected to come relatively early in Florida. We may get at least a glimpse of the trajectory of things for either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Now, how uh, uh, where does North Carolina fit into this? Well, North Carolina similarly closes their polls relatively early, and they also are one of the states that allows for the clerks to collect and open and tabulate the votes. And so they there will be uh, another state here this evening that will give us a, a better sense 
of, of what's going on. And when I say better sense, that is all subjective. Okay, there is no good sense until the election is certified, finalized, and we know how things are going. Okay, and that comes uh, at the state level, uh, those certifications once they come in. Uh, but but we can certainly have a better understanding of trajectory. Now, I say trajectory. We might be able to understand that from North Carolina, not so much from Florida. Florida has always been a, a relatively strange place. It's not necessarily a windsock for the rest of the country. Uh, as goes Florida, so not necessarily goes the rest of the country. But we'll, uh, we'll have our eyes closely locked, laser locked on Florida here this evening. Another state, uh, another state, another swing state, that's expected to be counting its ballots rather quickly is Arizona. That's another place where ballots can be tallied early. But the trouble there is that the polls close a bit later. 9 p.m. local time is when the ballots close in Arizona. And they can't be reported on, they can't be reported before 10 p.m. And while you you look at the rules there, it seems like uh, we might be able to get some information early out of Arizona. Oddly, historically, that has not been the case. That is a a region of the country where things get uh, drawn out for some time. Um, Last thing I would say about Florida, the the value of Florida is less telling in which way the country might be headed uh, than, than the reason we follow Florida is due to its sheer size. There are uh, 29 29 electoral votes up for grabs in Florida. Should uh, Joe Biden win all 29 of them, the pathway for President Trump narrows significantly. Now, if President Trump is able to secure those, uh, you know, he'll he'll certainly have an uphill battle still, but it will not be as difficult should Joe Biden win all 29 of those. And with uh, with counting already underway in Florida, having been underway for some time, and the polls closing relatively clo- uh, relatively early, Florida is where I'll be watching here this evening. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll be speaking with county clerks from various Utah counties next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.